Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Chag HaOsif. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse the night before the 13th day of the month of Tishrei, which we know is the anniversary of the passing of the Rebbe Maharash, the fourth Chabad Rebbe, in the year Tavshin Mem Gimel. So the Rebbe said this discourse 41 years ago. And the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of the holiday of Chag Sukkot in the year Tavshin Mem Zayin, <coughs> 37 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Torah where it says, the Chag HaOsif, the holiday of the gathering, when you gather in everything from the field, which is referring to the holiday of Sukkot. So the Rebbe brings uh, from the uh, Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe Marash, who is celebrating now his yard site, that this at the festivals are connected to different uh, times in relation to the to the grain that we have in the field. In other words, even though it's technically referring to the physical grain when it comes in and so on and so forth, but the Rebbe Marash says the intent is mainly about the spiritual grain. And that's why the holiday of Sukkot is, 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 is in, in the time when they gather in the grain from the fields. And that's why actually the hol- one of the names of the holiday Sukkot is called Chag HaOsif, the holiday that you bring in from the field. Why is that? Because the holiday of Sukkot is connected and it comes after the gathering of the grain. Like it says clearly, the Asafta, the Goncha, the you should gather in the grain, the wine, and the oil on a spiritual level. So again, so all these ideas that we, we, we learn on the simple shot on the physical level, the Rebbe Rosh it relates to on a spiritual level, and the Rebbe is going to explain this in this Hasidic discourse. In other words, just like when you gather in all the grain on a literal level, when do you gather it in? You gather in before Yontif, before the holiday Sukkot. Because on the holiday, you can't gather stuff in. It's a holiday. You don't, you don't do any malachai. You don't do any work. So the same thing also, just like on a physical level, when do you gather it in? You gather in before the holiday Sukkot. The same thing on a spiritual level. That means after we do the spiritual work of gathering in, the grain from, from, from the land, then we celebrate the holiday what for seven days, the holiday of Sukkot. So Rabbi asks a question like this. What is the connection between the holiday of Sukkot? And as we know, the holiday of Sukkot is called Chag Sukkot. And be, why is it called Chag Sukkot? Because it says in the Torah, Sukkot is Yamim, that you should sit in the Sukkot for seven days. And what is the connection between the holiday Sukkot? Again, which is talking about sitting in the Sukkah with the idea of gathering in the grain from the, from, from the land. That's question number one. Question number two is, and like Jehovah says, this question is brought out in many Hasidic discourses. In the verse in the Torah, it says, Basukah is tasteful shivas yomim. You should sit in the Sukkah for seven days. And then it says, Kala Ezrach. Every resident of the Jewish people should sit in the Sukkot. So seemingly, Rebbe says, the commandment is Basukah is Teshu. We should sit for a Sukkah in seven days. Who's that to? Everybody. It's a commandment to all the Jewish people. 
So what is the Torah saying? Kala Ezrach, every resident sit in the sukkah. It already says all the Jewish people sit in the sukkah. What is the, what is the Torah adding by saying resident? Another question of asked. When you look at the commandment of sitting in the sukkah, so the first part about sukkah's teshu, you sit in the sukkah, it says seven days. However, when it comes to the commandment of every resident, it says you should sit in the sukkah. And it doesn't spell out seven days. And the question, what's the difference? Now, in the continuation, <clears throat> where it says you should celebrate the holiday for seven days, the verse continues on to say that you should take on the first day of Sukkot, you should take a pre eight Hadar, which is referring to the Ethrog that grows in the, on the tree a whole year, Kapra is tomorrow, which is referring to the Lulav, Vanas Vanaf eight Sabbath is referring to the Hadassim, the Arve Nachal and referring to the um, to, to the to the Arava. Now the four species that this mitzvah which is which we do on Sukkot, which is taking the four species, the Esrog, the Lulav, the Hadassim, and the Rabbis, is also connected with the idea of Chag Asif of the holiday of gathering in. In other words, and this mitzvah of taking the, the Lulav and Esrog is when is that mitzvah? So according to the Torah, biblically, it's only the first day. In the temple, it was every single day. So, so the question is, what's the connection between the four species and the gathering in? Now, even though that the four species, the Lulv, Esrog, Hadassim, and Rav, is not connected with the essence of the holiday, just like the holiday, of, of just like as much as sitting in the sukkah, and is understood because the fact is, you sit in the sukkah every single day of Sukkot, like it says clearly in the Torah, for seven days you sit in the sukkah. And as once the holiday starts, when the holiday gets sanctified, voila, you're in the sukkah. However, the mitzvah of taking the four spe- species starts only the next morning when when the alota shachar, or actually more specific by, by sunrise, not tachama, and only the first day. And again, to be clear, the mitzvah of taking the little vanesherig doesn't start at night, it starts in the morning. It's point number one. Point number two, it's officially, biblically, only the first day. Okay, we do it all the rest of the days from a from rabbinical perspective. In the temple, they took it every day, but they only took it once in the morning. It wasn't all day. Obviously, sukkahs is very, the sitting in the sukkah is much more powerful because it starts right when the, the sukkah starts at night, and you're supposed to be in the sukkah always. But nevertheless, the mitzvah, even though the mitzvah of the is not something which we do um, every day and all day, but nevertheless, it's connected with the first day, which is Hagasim. And the question is, what's the connection between the four species and the holiday of gathering in on a spiritual level? Shabbos is to understand this. In other words, the connection of the holiday of Sukkot, we sit in the sukkah, and taking the four species with the gathering of the grain. So Rebbe says he'd like to give an introduction what it says, a very, very powerful, really very powerful medrash. So the medrash says as follows. The medrash says, it says in the Torah, in reference to the four species, so pre Hadar. You should take a, 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 a fruit which is which is beautiful. Again, the commentary which grows on a tree, etc., which is referring to the esrog. What is the pre-Yitzhadar? So the Medrash says, you know what the pre-Yitzhadar is? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is God. Kapra is Tamarim, which we know is referring to the Lulav. So what is the Kapra is Tamarim? What does the Medrash say? What is that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is God. Anafe Yitzhavos, referring to the Hadassim. What is that? So the Medrash says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is God. Arve Nachal, the willow, what is that? So the Medrash says it's God. 
and it actually brings different proofs from different from from different verses that are all referring to Hashem Baruch which, by the way, in our class, I always say the magic answer is God. God is everything. But anyway, no, no, it, it, but the fact is, the Medrash says, every one of the species, the Esrig, the Lulav, the Hadassim, and the Rabbis, each one of these, what are they? They're, they're God. So the Rebbe Marash, the, well, like we mentioned, it, it's his yard site, and he explains this idea that the Medrash says that every one of the species is referring to God. What, what's the connection with God? It's because every one of the species have within it the the powerful energy of achdut, of unity. And if we know, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, God is one, and since every one of the species have the oneness, and that's the connection with HaKadosh Baruch In other words, and he explains, the the pre-Eitz Hadar, what is the pre-Eitz Hadar? So what is it referring to? It's referring to the Esrog. What's the connection with Esrog and Priyat Hadar? And the answer is because the Esrog is something that grows on the tree all, all year round. And as we know, throughout the year, there's different um, situations from one extreme to the next. And that's why it's actually called, that's why the name of a year is called Shana. Shana comes from the word of Shinui, change. So in, those, you, in the Esrog, it grows on a tree a whole year with all the different changes, all the different uh, <coughs> time frames, and uh, cold, hot, the rain, uh, etc. And those, there's actually six different seasons that are mentioned. And the Esrog, that, gro- that grows on the tr- on the tree a whole year. Not only does it grow through all the different seasons, it actually can able. It has the power to tolerate all the seasons. And not only does it able to tolerate the seasons, it actually grows every single season, every single different weather uh, uh, component of hot and cold and rain and whatever it may be. All the different seasons actually cause it to grow, and that's why it's so beautiful. In other words, not only does a different season doesn't weaken it, but in the country, it grows quantitatively and qualitatively stronger. And that is the ultimate unity of an esrig that it unifies all the different seasons. In other words, from all the different seasons, it becomes one, it becomes the esrig. So the esrig is a product of multiplicity, and it creates unity out of it. So that's the connection where the Medra says that Esrig is referring, uh, the is referring to Hashem, where we know it's referring to the Esrig, which is connected to Achtos oneness, and Esrig has that powerful component. So then he applies to the Lulav. What is the Lulav? The Torah says, Kapes Tmarim. So Kapes actually says, Chaf Pesaf without a Vav. And what does that mean? So the Chazal tell us Kapes, it comes from Kapes. In other words, that the leaves have to be where, in a way, where they're basically they're connected one with the other. You know, they're connected with the stem. In other words, even though there are plenty of there are plenty of trees that the leaves are close to the tree, but it's not in a way of where it's one, where total octaves like the lulav. So again, so you see that what's the connection between the lulav and the Kaddish Baruch because it has achdos, has oneness, has air, just like the, the, the lulav where the branches grow and oneness to, 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 the, uh, to the stem. And the same thing applies to Adasim, the myrtle. And as it says, anaf eats avois, avois. You know, what does it mean, avois? That there's three in every single level, there's three that come out from the same place. Even though it's three different leaves, each one is separate, so it's a lot, it's three. 
In other words, because the fact is, you know, the minimum of, 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 of multiplicity is two, and here you have three, but nevertheless, it, 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 it's, it's almost like braided, almost like together, because it comes out from one area. So you see again that the Hadassim have the unity part. And the same thing also applies to the willow, the willow Arve Nachal. And in the Talmud, it's called Achvena. What does it mean, Achvena? Because it grows in a brotherhood. And even though it's Arve, it's plural, multiple multiple willows, but nevertheless, they grow in a unity. And this, and 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 they and that's you know, the way they grow. The way they grow together, they grow in a unity. Now. So what do we see from here? That every one of these, the Esrig, the Lulav, the Hadassim, and Rabbis have the powerful component of Achtas of Unity. Now, the unity that takes place in the four species, what does that mean it's unity? It knows, even though really it's multiplicity, Esra goes throughout the year. The Lulav is multiple branches. And the Hadassim is also multiple. And, Ar- and Arava is also, the, the, there's, there's many Aravot. But what happens is they all have the component that for many they become one. And like, for example, in the Esrig, that the, the six different seasons of the year, that each are different and opposite, but nevertheless they unify. They become one. They become one Esrig. The same thing also when it comes to the Lulav. This that we say that Kapois, in other words, there's, there's, there's multiple uh, Kapois, there's multiple different ones, and they become one. And the same thing also with the, had, with the Hadassim. They have to have, you need to have three different leaves on each level, but nevertheless, they come out of one, 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 one spot, uh, one level. The same thing also when it comes to Arabois, even though there's multiple Arabois, but nevertheless, they are what? They are unified. Now, so what did we learn so far? The power of the four species are, that's all about Achtos. And that's the connection with Hashem. So the Rebbe goes on to explain, he says like this, this is the connection of taking the four species with the holiday Sukkot. Why? Because what is the holiday Sukkot? The holiday of Sukkot is Shalom. Sukkot is all about peace. Like we know it says in the Talmud that the whole Jewish people could live in one Sukkah. Or for example, it's brought down, it says that that the uh, Sukkot is connected to the Ark of Noah, which is also like a Sukkah, it was a tent for them to live. And the Ark of Noah, we see that, that all the animals lived in peace, just like when it's going to be like when Mashiach comes. So Sukkah is connected to what the idea of peace? What does it mean peace? That for multiplicity, you have unity. So what do we see from here? That also applies in reference to the holiday Sukkot. Like it says in the beginning of the discourse, that what is Sukkot? But Sukkot is Teshu. And knows what does it mean, Teshu? That in the sukkah we should all sit, we should all be unified. That for multiple people we get you, we 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 we, we all get along. And that's why the holiday sukkot. What does the Torah say? Chag sukkah is shivas yomim, seven days. What is the idea of seven days? Because seven is multiplicity. Day one, day two, day three. It's seven different days, and every single day is different than the other day. Every single day has its own energy, but nevertheless. <clears throat> they also divide up the, the time. time. Every single day is different, and as we know, that the seven days are called seven days of, that, that 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 surround the Jewish person's life, and that's why, for example, every single day when we do the prayers, we say Hayoyim Yom Rishon. Today is the first day. Hayoyim Yom Sheni, the second day, and it was every single day is different. So the question is answered. Which is one second from when God created the world till today? There's been thousands, tens of thousands of days. So why are you saying it's day one, day two? We should we should say what number day it is. But the answer is because it's the days which constantly they repeat itself. Every single day repeats itself every every single week. 
But what is so? What is the idea of Chag Hasukos Shivas Yomimim? So you know, in other words, that even though every one of the days is different, and every one of the days is unique, and every one of the days has its own identity, but nevertheless, they all become one. They all become Chag Hasukot. So the power of Sukkot we see is that what you have seven days. Every day is different, but they all become one. Now, to explain this idea, in other words, the connection of the four species, together with Chag Sukkot, on a deeper level, and, and the Rebbe explains it this, the unity that takes place of the four species and Sukkot is not only that we take multiple different things and they become unified, but it's actually real unity that you cannot even divide it. So there's two levels in unity. One is where, if we take, for example, the Esrit, it grows through different seasons. Okay, guess what? You have one Esrit. A deeper level of unity where it's actually one. In other words, where do we see that? When it take when you have the mitzvah of the four species, besides the fact of the unity in the Esrik, the unity in the in, in the Lulav, in the unity in the Hadassim and the Rabbis, each one on its own, <clears throat> which basically you're taking multiple things and unifying it. But what happens then is when you take all four together, it becomes one mitzvah. It's not four different mitzvahs, it's one mitzvah that's comprised of an esrig, lulav, hadassim, and rabbis. So ultimately, you have, initially, it's multiplicity becomes one, but then you have one mitzvah. One mitzvah is the ultimate in unity. In other words, even though it's four different species, and totally different, like the Medrash says, that the, 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 in every one of the species is different, that the four species in the lulav apply are, are correspond to the four different types of Jewish people like for example you have this the the, the type of the Jewish person that's like the esrog what's the esrog so we you know in the esrog um, it has a taste and it has a smell what does that mean spiritually for the Jewish people someone that learns Torah and someone that has good deeds then you have the arova the willow that doesn't have no taste, no smell. That means you're lacking no, no Torah, no mitzvahs. But nevertheless, from all, from these extremes of Torah and mitzvahs, no Torah and mitzvahs, just Torah, just mitzvahs, they become one. They become one. What does that mean, become one? They become one, and here's the key word, they're unified, they're unified to do the will of Hashem. Now, this type of unity, they all become one to do the will of Hashem. That is the ultimate. And that's the true unity where there's no division there. And as you have multiple people that unify with one mission. So it's not like this person, all, we all have one mission. So the ultimate of the four species are all gathering together to do one mitzvah. So that's the next level of unity in reference to the four species. But the same thing applies to the unity of the sukkah itself. Because after the Torah says, Basukas, Tesu, Shivas, Yamin, what did we learn before? There are seven different days, but you unify into one sukkah, but it's multiplicity becomes one. Um, the unity of, of different things. The Torah ends and it says, Kola Ezrach Yisrael. Every resident of the Jewish people, Yeshu Basukas. And it doesn't say seven days. It says, Yeshu, we sit in the sukkah. That's the ultimate unity. That's the true unity, which is above any level of differences. So based on this, Rebbe says, we're going to understand the connection between the holiday Sukkot, where it says you should celebrate for seven days, and the mitzvah of sitting in the Sukkah, and the mitzvah of, of taking the four species, 
with the idea that the Torah says in reference to Sukkot, what is the holiday Sukkot called? Chag HaOsif. The holiday of gathering together when you gather in the grain from the field. Why? Because what's gathering? Gathering is unity. In other words, initially there was uh, stalks, grains all over the place, and then you unify it. And what's the, per- what's the point of Chag HaOsif? To unify it, they should become one. Now, what we learned before, there's two levels of unity. Just like in the sukkah, there's two levels of unity and the four species, like we learned before. Sukkah is on one hand, there's multiple that become one and then becomes one mitzvah. Same thing also with the, with the sukkah. It's, it's multiple, seven days that become the one sukkah and then there's the ultimate one sukkah. In other words, so first you gather in multiple different uh, grains. Like for and, and then you have in in each grain you you gather in different grains whether it's grain whether it's uh, uh, wine or, or oil etc. But then you gather it all in together, all all three together into the house. So initially when you start out you don't take you you don't take uh, mix the grain with the wine with the oil. You take all the grain, then you bring all the wine, then you bring the oil. But ultimately what happens at the end you bring it all three together into the house. Now, all these components happen after the spiritual work of the month of Tishrei. The month of Tishrei, Tishrei has four letters, Saf, Shin, Reish, Yud, and which basically is the same letters as Reish is the beginning. What does that mean? So first you have the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's the first 10 days of Tishrei. And when we say 10 by default, think of when you say 10 days, that means you're saying there's one, there's two, three, except you have till 10. So 10 represents the vision, different days. Now, and now it's Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's, it's Tshuva, so on and so forth. What happens in Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur, it's one day, everything gets unified. Everything gets connected to the one day, one day of the year, Yom Kippur. It's called, we know the Torah calls it Achas Bashana, one day in the year. After Yom Kippur, so then you go to the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and that prepares you to fulfill the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah and taking the four species, including also gathering together all your work from the field. What is that spiritual service? When that takes place, when that takes place before the holiday of, of uh, before the holiday sukkot, because you don't gather now. So in other words, what Jeremiah is saying is like this. You have like this. You have the, you have the first 10 days of Tishrei. One, it's multiplicity. What happens to Yom Kippur? It becomes one. One day of the year. Then after Yom Kippur, you have the four days before Sukkot. So you have to gather in together everything. And then you come to, Yom, Yom, then you come to Sukkot. And Jeremiah says there's a major difference between the oneness on Yom Kippur and the oneness on Sukkot. What's the difference? By Yom Kippur, it's one. But guess what? On Yom Kippur, there's no eating, and there's no drinking. You're totally disconnected from the world. And especially when you come to the Ne'ilah, the last prayer in Yom Kippur, as we know, on Yom Kippur, it's the Jewish people and Hashem one. And that's, that's the meaning of Ne'ilah. All the gates are closed. The only thing that's there is the Jewish people and God. Now, so that's what happens in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, you have the oneness. But... We're not there yet. Why? Because we know that when Hashem created the world, He had a plan. He had a vision. He wanted to have a dear betachtonim. He wanted to have a dwelling place in this world. So we have to complete God's dream, God's wish to make a dwelling place. 
So it's not enough to have like Yom Kippur where you totally disconnect from the world. The goal is to bring down the unity into the world, into the physical world, into the food, into the drink, into the materialistic world, into, into everything physical in this world. For, starting from the point of gathering all the, the grain and, and, and the, and the, and the uh, wine and the oil from the fields. Now, even though it's a spiritual service, like we said before, the Reverend said it's all about a spiritual service, but the fact is it's connected with the physical gathering of grain, wine and all, on a literal level. And the same thing also with sitting in a sukkah, because we know that the, the schach, the covering for the sukkah has to be from, 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 uh, from grain or from or from your vineyard, and not only that, but you cannot have the actual grain or the actual grapes. So it has to be from the uh, from the psoilus, like from the from the uh, from the shaft of the of the grain and from the from the from the vineyard. And the same thing also when it comes to taking the four species, you can't go ahead and have the greatest meditation and and meditate on the idea of the four species. No, you have to literally take the four species. And as you can't just do it with your emotions. Now, even though that the four species come from things that grow, and we know things that grow is the emotions, and you can't even accomplish it by the, by the spiritual uh, avoid of malchus, even though when you shake the little vanesrig, um, you, you're, you're, you're drawing down into malchus of, of Zah, which is Malchus, which is, which is in, in the chest of Zah, but you need to have physical four species. And you have to literally bang it against your physical chest because the ultimate goal is to bring it in to the physical world. And that's why it says Chaga Asif, the holiday of gathering. When you gather in all the corn and all the, all the, all the grain from the fields, and as you have to bring everything together, the goal of Sukkot is to unify everything, make everything one and how does that happen? How do you start it? It starts when you gather in on a spiritual level all the ideas of Torah. As we know, all the spiritual work that we do, it all starts with Torah. Why is that? Because it says clearly when Hashem created the world, He looked into the Torah. Torah is the key. Torah is the start of everything. As we know, how do you have to, why do you have to gather in Torah? Because when it comes to Torah, it says there's, there's 600,000 commentaries on a simple level and then the 600,000 commentaries on on on, on the, the the different uh, ramazim different uh, uh, hints in the torah the same thing also when it comes to a drush homiletics and the same thing also when it comes to different secrets in the torah and what has to happen is you have to gather all the different insights of, of the upshot of, of the little inside the torah and also the, the insights of the remas the secrets of the torah and also of, of drush of different homiletics and also the secrets of Torah. And you have to gather them all together and unify every single part of Torah. And that's why it says you should gather the, the grain, the wine, the oil. Now, so on a physical level, what is on a spiritual level? So we know grain is referring to bread on a physical level. What does it mean on a spiritual level? It's referring to revealed part of Torah. Tirosh, which is wine, that is the secrets of the Torah. And Yitzhah, which is oil, is the secrets of the secrets of the Torah. So what is our spiritual service of gathering in the grain, the wine, and the oil, which basically referring to the revealed part of the Torah, the secrets and the secrets of the Torah, it's on two levels. 
One is that you take from the multiplicity and you create one, which basically is the, the concealed part, the revealed part of the Torah that concealed and, and, and the concealed that are concealed, but also to unify all three of them together and to bring them to a level where, where there's, no, there's no revealed, concealed, and concealed or tealed up to the level of where it's all one. And then even higher than that. Now, even though the Rebbe says this idea of unifying everything to the level where it's really, really all one, when is that going to happen? It's going to happen when Mashiach comes. Because we know Mashiach comes, he's going to teach the whole Jewish people the whole Torah. And he's going to teach us the secrets of the Torah and the secrets of the, uh, of the secrets. Like it says, it prophets clearly, and Rashi says, what does that mean? That, that in the future Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed the secrets of the Torah and all the secrets of the secrets. And it's going to be not in the way we're going to hear it, we're literally going to see, we're going to have clarity in the secrets of the Torah. Now, but nevertheless, since... Um, <clears throat> It says, those that taste it, that will, will, will merit life. In other words, so therefore we have a, 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 um, a taste of it. We could have today. And as we could have, and as we should have, we have to be able to experience a taste of that unity today. So even though, yes, the ultimate unity, we're told one, that's coming, we're not going to be able to see it and feel until Mashiach comes. But we can taste it, we can experience it, that is, it's all one. And from this idea of gathering the corn, the grain, the 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 the, the, the wine and the oil, the way it's on, on a Torah level, but it's all one, the, the reveal, the secrets of Torah. So we draw we, through this, we draw down that which is able to be uh, gathering in the 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 grains and the wine and the oil and all our service of Hashem on a spiritual level. And up to the point where it comes down, in a, so when we do it on a spiritual level, when we learn Torah, we unify Torah, we connect the Torah, that will cause us to have all the blessings of all the grains that we need, all the wine we need, all the oil we need on a literal, literal level, a materialistic success, materialistic wealth, etc. And the same thing also in re- reference to the unity of sitting in the sukkah. And it was after Vesafta. The first goal is Vesafta, create the ultimate unity. Again, through learning Torah, etc. And that will bring all the blessings. But the same applies to the unity of Sukkah, which are also two levels. In other words, you have sitting in the Sukkah for seven days, which knows the unity which is connected to seven different days. And the next level of every resident will sit in Sukkah, which doesn't say seven. It means it's ultimate unity. When is that going to happen? The highest level of unity, Scott Mashiach comes. And as we know, the Rebbe says, it says, Ezra, what does Ezra mean? That in the future, Ezra comes in the word also of, of where it's going to shine. In the future, it's totally going to shine. But nevertheless, we do have a ray from it today. And like the uh, Rebbe Marash explains, that this, that in the future, <clears throat> it's going to shine, it's going to be, in, uh, the Jewish people are going to experience it and internalize it. But even today, we have the power of Yeshu to sit in the sukkah. And it, and it comes into us in a way of, 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 of sukkah, hovers over um, that powerful energy. And the same thing also when it comes to the four species. As we know, taking the four species after you sit in the sukkah. And as every one of the species, as we learned before from the powerful Medrash, is referring to Hashem, we also have it today. But now it's on a concealed level. But this powerful nation is going to be what? When Mashiach comes, as you know, when Mashiach comes, it says, when nigla Hashem. The glory of Hashem will be revealed. The roe kolbasar, literally the flesh will see it. And what's going to happen then is we're going to gather in the corn, the grain, 
the wine, the oil, on a whole different level. In other words, we're not going to even have to gather it in. That the, the Jews are going to have to gather it. Because it says in the prophets, that strangers are going to come and they're going to take care, take care, take care of our cattle. And the, and, the, and the aliens are going to go ahead and plow the fields and take care of the vineyards. And even the sitting in the sukkah is going to be on a whole different level when Mashiach comes. Because we're going to sit in the sukkah. What's the sukkah we have when Mashiach comes? Say we have wood and we have plastic and many materials. When Mashiach comes, the sukkah is going to be made out of the skin of the, the, the Leviathan, the Leviathan. And also this idea that Hashem <coughs> in the four species is all going to be revealed way. Like it says in the, in the, in the, in the Talmud, the way I'm written, that's the way, I, that's, that's the way, that's the way we're going to say it. Today, it's written, Yud Kevavke, and we don't say it, we say Adonai. But when Mashiach comes, the way it's written, that's how we're going to say it. Because it's all going to be revealed. But the fact is, even though when Mashiach comes, it's going to be a much greater and a much more powerful revelation, but we do have some level of it today as well. And like, like we learned before, that Kola Ezra, he saw the issue, every, um, uh, residents going to sit in the circle. We learned before it's referring to the powerful revelations going to be in the future. But nevertheless, we do have some of it today. And how much more so when, specifically when we are at the end of Galut, where the, right before Mashiach's coming, that we're literally left, there was very, very few seconds left, minutes, seconds left. And the, and the Torah promised us that the end is going to be that the Jewish people are going to return to Gashbaruchu. And the minute we return, we're going to be redeemed right away, and it's going to happen. And the Torah classically finishes off b'simcha with joy, b'tuv levav, and with gladness of heart. So here you have another beautiful, powerful chassidic discourse in honor of the Chag Sukkot. How we, we we can connect to the idea of gathering in, unifying through learning Torah, and that will give us the greatest blessings. And by uh, sitting in the sukkah, which basically is creating the real unity, and that will give us also the greatest revelations and blessings compared to what's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes, and gathering all the four species, creating unity for multiplicity and ultimate unity that we could experience today on some level. And let's hope and pray, like the Rebbe finishes off and says, that um, a little merit that uh, to this powerful time when, when, when we're all going to return to Gashbaruchu and Hashem is going to re- take us out of Golas and, and we'll, we'll go with, with joy and gladness of heart and God willing our next class will be in Yerushalayim Ir HaKroydash have a great, happy and unified Chag HaSukot Holiday of Sukkot.